Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week, we catch up on some things. Fighter Fest, the Great American Bash. Did those shows deliver? Plus, Extreme Rules is this Sunday. Who's going to walk out victorious? We have the answers for you, hopefully. All that and more this week on The Main Event. Welcome, everybody, to The Main Event Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Morgan, joined by my co-host, Lawson Robinson III. And Lawson, after a couple weeks off, because some, you know, some scheduling stuff. We are back together. How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, I mean, I'm okay, right? Uh, life is rolling. You know, we're it, living every day, I guess. Uh, and watching wrestling. I mean, I don't know how you feel about the general state of wrestling, but I think um, as long as these shows continue with no crowds, right, or sort of the bare minimum crowds, I mean, it's hard to be as engaged, right? I know we've kind of hit, hit the dead horse here, but yeah. it's been tough, man. Yeah, you know, there's been reports going around that WWE wanted, like, SummerSlam to kind of be, like, the return of the fans. Now it's sounding like that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and I get it, but it is disappointing because I am kind of craving that return uh, to how the shows used to be because no matter what they do, part— they always feel like there's a little piece missing. Yeah, of course. I think in ring quality wise, they have been delivering. Yeah, it's just it's tough. Even even like how WWE has the minimum fans, it helps, but it's still just not the same. Yeah. Um, but you, I, you could definitely say both companies have been trying their very best to deliver in any way that they can, despite the circumstances that they find themselves in. So I think we should just dive right into it, and we're going to start with the Wednesday night shows because. AEW and NXT were putting on basically like pay-per-views on free TV over these past number of weeks. AEW were doing their two-night event, Fighter Fest, which I believe was originally going to be a pay-per-view, but they turned it into a two-night special instead because of everything that's going on. And then they also had, this past Wednesday, their charity show, Fight for the Fallen. Meanwhile, NXT counter-programmed with a two-night event that they called the Great American Bash an old uh, pay-per-view that they brought back, followed by this week. While it was, it didn't have like a crazy name or anything, another, I would say, bigger NXT episode than they probably would usually present. Right. And um, last time we were on the show, I know it was a few weeks ago, but as much as I defend WWE and NXT, it, it definitely feels like just counter-programming to everything that AEW For sure. was doing. But let's dive into a little bit of what each show had to offer and then kind of our overall take. So as the AEW expert, let's start with a Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. What are some stuff that stuck out to you over these uh, three shows, and uh, what did you think of them overall? Yeah, so I guess I would have to start with what uh, is probably the hottest topic to talk about, right, and that's FTR. Um, I think they've had some pretty good matches so far in AEW. They had that eight-man tag match, I believe, on the second night of Fighter Fest. Um probably one of the best eight-man tags i've ever seen in my life right just the because i feel like you know we're kind of used to seeing those multi-man matches as sort of like hey we're combining these feuds for a match right like that's typically what you see in wwe sure, like yeah hey here's a holdover here's a way to sort of get these guys all involved um whereas i felt like this match uh there was so much storytelling and setting up ftr sort of against the bucks right and against the lucha bros and against butcher and the blade and it was just something something else right i mean i really thought it was amazing uh i would say i think night two uh what stood out for sure is chris jericho against orange cassidy uh orange cassidy is amazing right i think he really showed people that he can do more uh than just sort of the comedy gimmick right that he could wrestle matches and it's believable right in a way that that makes sense um and so i thought that was pretty good and then you obviously have fight for the fallen uh with the moxley title match which i thought was excellent uh i mean i thought it was really really good uh and i think AEW delivered a solid product, right? Um, I think they're they were in a tough spot for the first two nights without John Moxley. Obviously, Sammy Guevara as well is not there. 
for reasons we've discussed before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, probably for the better, in my opinion, but nonetheless, right, that is sort of a loss. Um, and they tried to make up for it by moving some matches around. Um, but it's it's been good TV. I think the best storyline going right now has to involve uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, right? They are tag champs. Uh, but seemed to be sort of divided as as uh, Hangman Page was seen hanging out with FTR, and the rumors are buzz that maybe they're going to do a Four Horsemen 2.0 with Cody, FTR, and Hangman Page, right? Interesting. Uh, with Arn and Tully managing, uh, which I think would be amazing, right? I, I would really enjoy that actually. Uh, but we'll see where they go. It, it's been good storytelling, and, and Kenny Omega looks like is now going to go heel and go back to sort of his New Japan gimmick as the cleaner. Um, so. It's been fun. Obviously, as you say, there's been some counter-programming, um, but I think that this is all for the better, right? I mean, I think, again, we've talked about toxic fans. I really don't understand how you can't watch both of these shows and just appreciate that this is some of the best wrestling that a lot of people have ever seen in their lives, right? Like, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, people always talk about how great the Monday Night Wars was, but that was because both shows, WCW and WWE, were trying to beat one another in the ratings by putting on better shows. And I think, you know, competition does bring out the best. Of course. Even though I will admit, like, I, I... you know, I, I see the news of what's happening in AEW, but I don't watch AEW every week and stuff. And that's only because there is so much wrestling in the world and you know it's already it's already a lot to watch like two or three shows. And so adding a fourth show is is difficult. But um I don't have anything against anybody that likes AEW just because I'm a WWE fan and I hate going on social media and seeing if you go on like anything AEW related uh, you might see people trolling in the comments about, oh, NXT is better, WWE is better. Same thing, though. You go on a WWE post, NXT, yeah. trolling about how AEW is better and that sort of For thing. For sure. I mean, you're going to get those people, but it would just be nice if we didn't live in a world that want, wants to have so much conflict. and, and No doubt. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, if I were giving my general review right, I think what I normally have as an opinion stands firm, which is I think right now NXT – you know, outside of a few matches in New Japan, right, probably has the best bell-to-bell wrestling, uh, just in terms of psychology and what they're putting together. But I think AEW right now is doing a really good job telling stories, right, and telling okay. long-term stories. Um, and, and with that, I mean, if you want to dive into the NXT card, yeah, let's, we definitely can. Let's talk about the Great American Bash. So night one and night two were both kind of anchored by a couple big matches. Night one... Um, the standout match to me was the Sasha Banks, Io Shirai, like dream match that of we course, got classic. Uh, those two women delivered. I thought it was booked perfectly with the Oscar, um, getting involved cause it continued the stories they're telling on Raw and SmackDown. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, Roger Strong and Dexter Loomis, I thought had a very, uh, solid, brutal strap match, which was cool. And then jumping over to night two, I really enjoyed, uh, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim street fight, which, just what I know about those two women, I know you put them in a street fight, they're they're going to probably kill each yeah, other. Yeah, of course. And then, of course, Adam Cole and Keith Lee, um, their winner-takes-all match, actually had a clean ending, which I did not see coming, with Keith Lee becoming the new NXT champion, as, as, long, um, as well as his NXT North American championship. Uh, that was a really cool way to end the show. I feel like I've been saying this for a long time on this podcast, that I kept saying... If I could choose anybody for Adam Cole to drop the belt to, it was Keith Lee. But I always, in my mind, thought he would have to drop the North American title in order to get to that spot. Apparently, he doesn't have to. Um, so that was a really cool moment for me. And overall, I just i i really enjoyed um, i really enjoyed the two shows. And I and I think you know what? If I have Fighter Fest to thank for that, I, I'm going to be thankful because there were two I would say must see episodes of NXT, and it even kind of bled into this week. We got another fun match between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic uh, for both belts. Another match I thought would have a screwy ending, but ended with a clean victory for Keith Lee. And uh, and a very solid NXT women's title match between Io Shirai and Tegan Knox, who won a fatal four-way match on night one of uh, the Great American Bash. So I really enjoyed it. What did you think of the Great American Bash? Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. I thought uh, you, I mean, I know you left out a few matches, but like I really enjoyed Thatcher and Lork, uh, Oni Lorkin, yep. right? I thought that was a really good, like just sort of the basics of wrestling, mm-hmm. right? A lot of grappling, a lot of holds, um, really enjoyable stuff. Uh, I liked Swerve and Gargano, even though it was kind of like, you know, a match put together, sure, right yeah. to to have a match. I, I thought they, I mean, they're both so good that it's like how I get excited for that match, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and really enjoyed it, no doubt about that. 
Um, also, uh, I just want to say some one of my favorite characters right now that are starting to develop in NXT, Santos Escobar, the NXT yeah. Cruiserweight Champion. I'm really liking um, what they're doing with him right now. I think uh, the, you know the Cruiserweight Championship, even when it got brought to NXT, still almost kind of felt like a sideshow type of thing. But I think he's the type of character that'll make it feel like a an actual regular part of the show and a championship, not just a side act. I think he's a character that's going to elevate that title. And he might actually be the legitimate cruiserweight champion because we don't know everything's going to go on with uh, the other one, uh, Jordan Devlin. So yeah, I just right. want to give a shout-out to him because I really enjoyed the six-man <laughs> yeah. tag with uh, uh, Legato, Del, Phantasma against For sure. uh, Drake Maverick and Brizongo. Yeah, Devlin's in trouble, uh, it seems. Um, yeah, no, he he's great as well. I think NXT, like I said, I, it just has the best bell-to-bell wrestling. Um, I enjoyed the the Keith Lee-Adam Cole match. I guess I have some questions, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess I'll kind of get to like my only complaint about the show, which is that I do feel like in counter-programming AEW, you get these great moments, but like maybe it should have been built more, right? Because it's such a big moment in NXT's history. Sure, yeah. Right? Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I think that match... Just watching it right off the bat, instant classic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Lee is is special. Like I think that there's, I don't know what it is, but he just has that intangible charisma that you know you you can't teach it to someone, right? Right? Where he's this big guy who speaks so softly, and Adam Cole's reign was was great, right? No doubt about that. But I think Keith Lee is now like, it's a good choice to have as the face of your uh, program, right? No doubt. And and I guess the question in NXT moving forward right now with with. Uh, Keith Lee having both belts. They're obviously building towards him versus Karrion Cross. Right. You know, which title does Karrion Cross go after? So this is my question, right? Is 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 this a situation where now he has both titles, so it's like, hey, if he loses, he's not taking like the big loss, right? He's mm-hmm. just kind of losing the North American title, or is it I'm defending both at the same time every match? I hope it's not both because I it's a very niche thing to have both titles and I yeah. think it's cool once in a while, but I don't want it to constantly be both titles for sure. Online. Cause I think also it, it makes it more of a challenge and it makes it more cool. If you're a double champion, if you have to defend each belt separately, like, you know, this week on NXT, Keith Lee has to defend the North American title. And guess what? He's in action next week, defending the NXT title. So he has like two challengers coming at him at once at almost all times. Yeah. And, I don't think he will beat Karrion Cross. just where Karrion Cross is at in his NXT run right now. Really, he's only had the one high-profile match against Ciampa, and it feels like they're very invested in Cross. Yeah. So Well, they've done I, a great job building him, too, yeah. I think. So personally, I hope if he goes after Keith, it's somehow... I don't know how this will happen, but it somehow ends up for the North American title because I really want Keith Lee to get a, a solid reign as NXT champion Yeah. Uh, now that he's finally of won course. it. So, you know... Unless they, unless they want to tell the story of like, um, you know, Karrion beats him for it, and the the main story they're telling is Keith's journey back, to, you know, to can anybody beat Karrion Cross, and and it's a redemption story for Keith Lee. That's the only way. But otherwise, I don't want this moment to kind of um, be almost. I don't want to say ruined, but it'll you'll look down on it this moment in hindsight if Keith Lee goes on to have an NXT title reign that lost lasts to like August. Yeah. Right, um, coming off Adam Cole's title reign, I don't. We don't need another four hundred day reign, but I think Keith Lee has proven he deserves at least a solid NXT Championship reign, and he's had the North American title since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, are you enjoying uh, the Karrion Cross character? I think they're presenting it in a yeah. really cool I think way. He's, it's, be it's a star. Most, he's the most unique um, character they have in, in NXT right now. Yeah, I think he'll be a star. Right. I just his look. Uh, I think the pairing of with Scarlett Bordeaux, her look, mm-hmm. right, their look together. Uh, it's right up w- what WWE loves. Yeah, and I think, as you're saying, the way that they presented him, um, it's one of the things, it's almost like with Aleister Black, right, where NXT benefits so much more from being like a smaller scale show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that, no disrespect, but like more so that they're able to sort of have this mystique around guys, whereas if you look at like Raw, Right, we've seen so much of Aleister Black now that it doesn't have the same feeling as it did in NXT when it was like you'd see him every two episodes and it was like a special moment, right? Sure, uh, yeah, and they so, weren't wrestling all the time for sure. So I think they've done a great job with him, and I'll be, I'll be curious to see what that match between him and Keith Lee looks like because I liked Keith Lee against Dijakovic, the Hoss Man uh, battle, yep. and I know Karen Cross is is no small guy, right? He's a solid sized dude. I mean, he 
he had a confrontation with Dijakovic, and they were pretty much standing, like, yeah. to- like nose to nose. So. Awesome match. It'll- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Visit. Be, um... Yeah, it'll be a Haas match, as you say, yeah, when those two fight. I can't wait. Meet in the ring. And I know next week on NXT, we'll get Karen Cross and Dijakovic. So I can't wait be... till Keith Lee's on the main roster, right? The yeah. Big, the big man battles he can have, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and I, I think he has the potential to be a main eventer if yes. booked correctly. Because there's a lot of people in NXT we feel that way, and then yeah. it doesn't always translate to uh, the main roster. Um, before we move on from the Wednesday night shows... Um, so the ratings, right? There's been a debate about, and I don't put too much stock in ratings, but NXT, Great American Bash, technically overall ratings yeah. beat Fighter Fest. Right. But Fighter Fest had, they, AW beat NXT in like the key demographic, which is like males 18 to like 49 right. or something um, like that. Which is, I guess, the, the, so the logic, so this is brought up with Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. Which, let's make it very clear here. I love Jericho. I love AEW. I think I think people are kind of getting worked, right? Like with Jericho at least. Yeah. Because I think Jericho is on screen like a jerk, a heel, right? Yeah. And this is him. Very clearly they're losing in the ratings to mm-hmm. NXT, right? There's no dispute. And this is him kind of like taking a shot, right? Or, or sort of just being like a trolley heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – Tony Khan took it to the Twitter and made like a legitimate argument about, hey, this is what advertisers look at for X, Y, and Z reasons, right? Um, but I, I mean, so and you know, obviously you can give your take, but like I'm not, I'm not really into it, right? I think Jericho doing it is one thing, but you know, Tony Khan chiming in, not what I'd want to see. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really. I think it's okay for like people outside of the companies that objectively just watch wrestling be like, oh, yeah. look at this. Like, I think they could talk about it, but it almost seems petty when the people for that sure. are involved talk about it. Like, to me, it says that maybe AEW is more popular with people like around our age. Um, but yeah, you, you know, if, if, does this mean that NXT? Because it seems like NXT does better in like the older demographic. But to me. Does that mean older people are watching it, or is that parents who have kids and kids are wa- more watching NXT right. or something like that? Interesting. I, I, I think to me it just see, seems like NXT has a more diverse fan base. Mm-hmm. AEW has a more maybe hardcore fan base, if yeah. that makes sense. Because AEW consistently has better ratings. NXT seems to fluctuate more in the show that they have. Yeah. So I think... AEW maybe has a more passionate fan base, but NXT's is more diverse. So NXT, I feel like, has to work harder for the ratings, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's kind of a joke going around um, that, and it's true, the ratings haven't come out for this week, but the joke is that ever since uh, Sasha and Bayley showed up on NXT a few weeks ago, NXT hasn't lost in the ratings since AEW. Yeah. They're calling it like the Sasha Banks effect. Okay. Because <laughs> the last time AEW won in the ratings, they sure. won. But that was the NXT main evented with uh, Sasha and Bayley against Shotzi and Tegan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for the women's tag titles. And if you look, technically their main event outdrew Jericho's. Mm-hmm. So they were joking that like, yeah, AEW won overall, but more people tuned in to watch Sasha and Bayley over Jericho. And then ever since then, NXT has been winning. Right. Um, so I don't actually buy that, but it's a, I think it's a funny, uh, funny little jab, especially at Jericho, who talks about the ratings that he yeah. got outdrew by Sasha Banks. Right. Uh, he cut a promo last night about the ratings, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. Which, again, like, I think when Jericho does it, it's very, I view it as, like, in character, right? Because okay. in character, he is this sort of pathetic, like, heel, right, who whenever someone hits him looks like he's, like, ugly crying, right? (laughs) And so I do think this is him. Again, he's, like, taking the loss but is trying to say, well, I still won, right? Uh, Which is what you would expect from... From a heel like that, Someone that's pathetic, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, hey man, I mean, and plus two, like you said, if, if this is the type of stuff that keeps us uh, as wrestling fl- fans glued to the TV on Wednesdays, right? I'm here for it, man. Why not? Well, and I mean, we're not going to dive into ratings, but unfortunately, the ratings for the other shows were on SmackDown have been trending downward, yeah, lately, which is unfortunate. And I, I don't feel like the shows are like significantly like worse than they were. So I, I'm choosing to believe that it has still to do with everything going on with Corona and everything. Because yeah. I, it's not like I feel like the shows are like the worst they've ever been. I think, I think they have parts of the shows that I really enjoy right now. And there's mm-hmm. other parts that I think are not very good. Yeah. Do you, do you have any concern for these ratings? Because, I mean, they, it seems like Fox, they canceled backstage, right? Yeah. And then they had the Jeff Hardy uh, PP segment where he threw it at Sheamus and Fox, they didn't, I don't know if you knew this or if we discussed this or not, but I guess uh, Fox didn't air that on the West Coast feed. Yeah, and I said found it that didn't, out like afterwards. It didn't yeah. meet their, uh, like if they knew about it, it wouldn't have met their standards or requirements or something of that nature. Which is weird because I thought SmackDown was pre-recorded anyway. But. Yeah, so I, I don't know what what that means, right? Uh, if they thought it was just distasteful, but do you have any worry that maybe Fox could be looking at this, right? Again, the decline in ratings and that they'd say, Hey, you know, this isn't meeting up to the deal we signed, you know, could they potentially part ways? I, I, I mean, hope the, not. the only thing that could concern me about ratings is how possibly networks could react towards them. Yeah. That's the only, cause I personally, I don't care if ratings are, you know, slightly up below where they were last year or whatever. As if it starts affecting WWE itself, then I might that concerns me. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like in general, having a show on Friday nights is not going to generate a lot of. It's tough. It's not a good TV night because a Friday night is usually a time where people go do stuff because it's right. the weekend now. Compared to when they were on Tuesdays or Thursdays, mm-hmm. that's a night where you have work the next day. You might. You know, you're going to be home. You might turn on TV. What's on TV? Oh, SmackDown's on. I'll watch that. It's only on till 10 or whatever. Um, I think that's what helps like something like Raw on a Monday night. You're not going to be out at the bar drinking or, or you know, going out and partying on a Monday night because right. usually you have school or you have work the next day. But a Friday night, I just don't feel is the best ratings night. I feel like sometimes shows get pushed to Friday nights. Um because they're not like as big of a ratings juggernaut. In fact, yeah. um, there's a show I watch, and I think it's a really good show. Just not a lot of people watch. It's called Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. And um, when when their ratings weren't as high, they moved them to Friday nights. And so yeah, their ratings weren't super high, but that they call it like the death slot when you put like later on a huh. Friday night. Okay, I didn't so, know this. I, I I read about it when they got moved there because I was like, why are they moving it to yeah. Friday? So they kept wow. saying like it's a good chance it could get canceled. It's after a knowledge this year. drop. Yeah. Okay, I see you. So um, personally, <laughs> I think SmackDown's ratings would at least be slightly better. Yeah, if 100%. it was on a different day, it's an odd spot for Raw. There's really no excuse. I mean, Raw's always been on Mondays. So it's just going down. Yeah, I still um, think three hours. It's is, dude, it's a tough is a hang. Huge yeah, reason. because I think most people are going to maybe do what I do, which is watch like the Hulu edited down version, just simply. Just simply for a matter of time, right? And, like, I mean this from the perspective of when you become of a certain age, you have obligations, right? Mm-hmm. You have things going on in your life. Uh, uh, you have a, a smaller period of time that you can dedicate to the things you consume, whether that be podcasts, video games, television, movies, uh, hobbies that you're interested in, things of that nature. And I just think when you're when you're talking to people about the idea of Monday you come home and you start watching something that starts at 8 and then it ends at 11, that's a long slot, right? Even for like a football game, three hours is long, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I just think, as you're saying, it, it's a tough hang, man. It's tough to watch live. SmackDown is definitely more digestible or NXT yeah. or AEW or whatever. Right. So I, based on the money they get from advertisements, I don't think they'll ever go back. But I, I would, as a betting man would bet that you might see ratings go up a little at, yeah. if it was two hours. 100%. Because um, if you look, because sometimes they do like ratings like by hour, the last hour is usually the least watched. Right. Unless they have an insane main event, maybe they can hold, but the average raw main event isn't going to keep people watching for three hours. On the flip side, I want to talk about my favorite part of WWE programming right now before we talk about Extreme Rules coming up. I think the women's division 
in particular has been the strongest part of of Raw and SmackDown week to week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the women's division's kind of been centered around two women right now. I yeah, mean, Sasha and Bailey uh, have almost appeared on like all three brands and are doing stuff. And and even though they show up like on every show, I find myself not sick of them for some reason and always entertained by them. So I, I, I want to give Sasha and Bailey all the praise in the world of finding ways to constantly be entertaining and almost feeling like they're carrying WWE on their backs right now. Right. I mean, the, uh, like the, the week that Sasha fought EO on NXT, right? They were like on Raw, then they were on NXT, and then they were on SmackDown. And yet every time they came out, I was excited. They put on a great match, and it was great. And it feels the exact opposite of when Charlotte was on three shows. It was, it's And it's weird because mm-hmm. Charlotte would show up on all three and you're like, why are they putting Charlotte everywhere? We don't want to see them. Then they do the exact same thing for Sasha and Bailey, and I, know, and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, so let's have this conversation, right? Because um, I may have to contest part okay. of this. I definitely agree. I think Sasha and Bailey, and, and you know, we talked about this before, they're on a tear, right? Like they, I think they are next level right now. Um, this is them together as a duo. I would say this is probably – one of the better like long-term storylines involving two people who are together like this since the yeah. mega powers, right? Since uh, Hogan and Savage, right? Where they have wow. the explosion in the mega. Like this, I think it's that kind of level of you have these two characters. They're very clearly clicking on all cylinders together. Mm-hmm. You know, Bailey is like this obnoxious character who's always screaming, right? And then Sasha sort of. I would, you know, before I think you could have said she was a sidekick, but now I think she's rising to a, a level of e- you know equality with Bailey. I would right? say so, yeah. Um, she's yelling at Michael Cole. It's it's boss time, right? <laughs> Making fun of him, yeah. uh, which I thought was awesome. Uh, and and they're going, uh, they're going really well. I think the issue that I have is it feels as though outside of that sort of realm of storytelling it seems like there's a not not a lot going on i know that uh i didn't see it but bianca Belair had a really good promo on raw from what i've heard right you know obviously Shayna baszler was on raw after being on main event i guess you know i have no idea what's going on with Liv morgan um and then you look at smackdown and they have that karaoke segment which was tough and i i do well, I do want to give them the props, right? Because they are booking that so so well as a storyline, and and we don't really get long term storytelling from the WWE done this well. I do also feel like there's just so much talent that could be doing something right now, but really is not, right? I mean, I don't know. What what do you think of that? No, I think that's a that's a fair argument. <laughs> While the karaoke segment wasn't great, <laughs> at the very least, it was a catalyst to get other women on the show just like start a feud because like i don't think they're going to be doing another karaoke segment this week but at least we kind of have like a naomi lacy feud going on sure so at the very least i can take solace in that that segment sparked a secondary women's story on smackdown so it gets the other women doing stuff so i'm happy in that regard but i do i do get what you're what you mean it's it's tough but when you have people like Sasha and Bailey who are thriving right now and and their story is so good sometimes you do kind of have to sacrifice like maybe some of the other talent stepping back because if you have a story that's going good you need to you need to focus on that you need to go with what is working right now what people want to see and what what WWE sometimes gets a lot of flack for it and it's not striking the iron while it's hot yeah so I don't blame them for being like Sasha and Bailey are like on fire right now. They're like the most talked about people on our shows. Let's feature them as much as possible right now. Yeah. The people aren't sick of them as of right now. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but I feel like the majority are enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. And and Raw's had some stuff going on with Ruby and the Iconics and stuff. And it's hard because we talk about, you know, SmackDown. We talk about there's a bunch of women that aren't doing anything, but at the same time, that's kind of the price you pay for having a two-hour show, and we don't want SmackDown to be three hours. True. I'd rather not see people on TV than have them on TV and doing filler segments, if that makes yeah. sense. Because no. then I feel like you're exposing, overexposing them just to fill time. That's true. It just seems weird that it's like you have the title picture, and that's really it, right? I mean, I don't know what, what are the other significant storylines taking place. 
I mean, like I said, on Raw, they've been kind of having this Ruby iconic story going on in the background. And now SmackDown seems like they're at least starting something with Naomi and Lacey. Hopefully. So that hopefully can, yeah, can at least lead to something. Because I think that, you know, when we talk about things NXT does really well, I think they do a really good job of utilizing all the talent, right? That's true. I talk about Kanye and and Mia Yim, who are not involved in the title picture. I don't think, no disrespect to either of them, they're anywhere near really the title picture, right? They're kind of like. Um, mid- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carding right now in the women's division, and they come out and they open the show with a, a really good match, right? So, Well, and here's the advantage NXT has that Raw and SmackDown don't. The reason they can do stuff like that is because they don't have to book the same people on NXT every week. Yeah. This week we got Keith Lee and EO. We might not see them at all next week. They can like stagger their booking a little bit and they can have so many stories going on because you know maybe maybe Io Shirai is feuding with let's say Dakota Kai because they set that up right right they they did something with that feud this week we might not see anything from it next week but they might revisit it another week that gives you more time to have like okay now we can have this Candace Mia story going on uh, uh, to do that the reason the main roster can't do that is because the main roster always has to be kind of building towards the next pay-per-view and if you have four weeks between pay-per-views, you can't – you kind of have to tell that story almost every week to build up. Right. Otherwise, the match won't have felt properly built up by the time you get to the next pay-per-view. If you take the NXT model and let's say only two of those four weeks you build up a match that's happening at Extreme Rules. Right. And so it's one of those situations where NXT has the luxury of – they only have a pay-per-view every couple months. So they have more time to build up these stories and stagger them out. But I, I I get what you're saying. Totally. So we'll and, see. And it's and it's hard because I I personally I do like having a pay per view every month. I don't think I would like only once every three months. But at the same time, sometimes they don't feel special. So I'm I'm very conflicted on the subject. Yeah. Well, I actually think, and I I seems like hopefully NXT is going to follow suit here based on their counter program. But I think one of the things AEW has done well is sort of in between these pay per views, giving you these kind of like pay-per-view-esque shows right and, sure, and i yeah. hope that they both do them because I, I really enjoyed it right like the, the two or three weeks we've had here have been really enjoyable as a wrestling fan so i mean bring it on man like i hope that they you know i'd love to see nxt revisit all these old pay-per-view ideas and such uh and and likewise for AEW in between these you know bigger shows yeah because it makes the regular tv shows feel more important which is something wrong totally. smackdown are going to struggle with because no matter what, they're always going to be building towards a pay-per-view. So they can't right. really have a show like that. So um, I want to switch gears though, because we are talking about the pay-per-view and there is one this Sunday. Oh boy. What a, I wish I could just call it extreme rules, but WWE decides that they, they just decided <laughs> to say this year, let's see how many different ways we could take a pay-per-view that you love and just make it super annoying. Yeah, well, can we talk about the weird sound effect they've been using too when they introduce it? Sure, it's like a it's like a very generic horror sound effect. Yeah, man, it's I you know <laughs> I you, don't know. You know, I was so happy when we were done with Backlash because I yeah. hated here seeing like Backlash, the greatest <laughs> match ever yeah. happening. I'm like, we're moving on from that. I love Extreme Rules. It's straight up, and they go, oh. hey, you know what we should do to Extreme Rules? Horror let's show. add something. Now let's call it the horror show at Extreme Rules. It's tough. And I just sit there and I go, why? You don't need to. It, it's already a gimmicked pay-per-view. It's tough. Extreme Rules. It's supposed to be the most extreme night of the year. Yeah. I don't get why they ha- – if they want to do a pay-per-view called the horror show, just make a pay-per-view and call it the horror show. Right. I, it ticks me off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's kind of run down the match card here. We could kind of talk about the stories that are going along with it. Yep. I kind of want to start with um, two matches – that are not official, but could be. So I just want to bring them up. Because the first one, I think for sure, is going to be added. It's just not official yet. I'm almost 100% positive the New Day and Cesaro and Shinsuke are going to have some sort of tables match or extreme match yeah. for the SmackDown tag Given titles. Given what happened on SmackDown, right? Yeah, this past Friday on SmackDown, they had a tag title match that 
ended in like a double DQ, which was super stupid. But it ended with Cesaro Nakamura putting the New Day through a table. Right. And they have teased tables, so I'm going to assume they're going to have a tables match. If that takes place, who do you think is going to walk out SmackDown Tag Team Champions? I'll go Cesaro and Nakamura if it's a tables match because I think you automatically have the easy out of the New Day losing but not technically taking a pinfall. Right, there's a lot of spots you can do where maybe Kofi's trying to do a high flying move and he simply gets caught up and is pushed over into a table, right? Like you can really book your way out of that. And I think this could be a time where you maybe re elevate Cesaro and Nakamura. Like I, I sort of like their more serious demeanor. You know, Sami Zayn's not here, but they obviously had that faction going on. But I kind of like this this edgy version we're seeing of Cesaro, for instance, right? So I would like to see them maybe have a run. And hey, man, it, you know, it's not going to last forever, but you could reinvigorate these two guys who, two of the best wrestlers on SmackDown, should be veterans involved in important storytelling, and they're just kind of hanging out, right? I mean, I don't really get it. So this would be a good moment for them, I think, hopefully. I absolutely agree with you. I'm picking Cesaro Nakamura. Yes. And, I, and I think I think you made a good point with the tables match, but my logic was more of just, based on booking, the tag team titles are the ones that I can kind of be like, oh, this team's hot right now. Let's throw for the belts sure. on them. And So I, I just feel like if they don't take it from the New Day, I don't really know who else on the roster will. Right. Because they already did the Miz and Morrison route. And the Forgotten Sons have been forgotten. And, oh, boy. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I forget his name right now. Jackson Riker. Yikes, man. If he could go back in time, do you think he would undo that? He would have to, right? Because now it seems like, and I don't even know if this was like a WWE made decision. It seemed like the the rumors were saying that there was just like a lot of heat on him backstage. That You know, like Kevin Owens, uh, people like, you know, of that nature were, were very, very upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there have been a lot of wrestlers that I think have been vocal about where they stand on this issue, you know, Titus O'Neil. Um, and so I think it seemed like there were a lot of people on the other side of that issue who uh, did not have positive things to say. And once you hear those rumors, it seems like whenever we hear, just as a side note, whenever we hear those rumors, it seems like right after that, it's followed up by like the downfall of said person, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, remember Big Cass, right? There was the, yeah. the rumors of him, uh, I guess, making people upset backstage. And like Dunzo. getting and like yelling at Carmella, yeah. like Eric Rowan like stepped in and broke them up or yeah. something like that. Uh, Enzo, Dunzo, Leo Rush. There was heat when he said that Emma stuff. Uh, Dunzo, and now uh, this guy in the Forgotten Sons has has seemingly ended his own career. Uh, pretty crazy, pretty which, crazy. Which is funny because it did seem like they were invested in them. Dude, that, they were getting that quickly, the push. That quickly was gone. Yeah, but um, <laughs> just uh, going back to this though. That's why I kind of feel like it's going to be Cesaro Nakamura because at least by putting the titles on them, you could continue this feud with the New Day. You could throw in the Lucha House Party, who they seem to kind of be invested in all of a sudden. Yeah, for sure. Um, you could somehow bring back Heavy Machinery. Do not know what's going on with Miz that. Miz and Morrison, too, even. Right? Why not? It, it's different because it's Usos. not Miz and Morrison and New Day. Well, Jimmy's hurt. but Oh, I didn't know he was hurt. Wow, I missed this. Yeah, that's why Jay was like hosting the karaoke When did segment. this happen? Um, R- WrestleMania. Wow. I think it was right around that, a little after Mania is when he got hurt, yeah. Oh, man. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. That's why, like, Jay randomly was in that, remember when they had, were doing the Intercontinental title oh, tournament? And he yeah. made it to the end against okay. Sheamus. Have they mentioned this on TV? And I just have not they made They haven't attention? mentioned it on TV, but okay. he is injured, and that's why Jay's been by himself. Wow. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's the state of the SmackDown tag team division. The other one, they haven't announced it for Extreme Rules, but, um, you know, the Street Profits at some point are going to defend the Raw Tag Titles against Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, they could still announce this for Extreme Rules. They could be waiting to do this match. Let's just say they do do it for Extreme Rules. Who do you think would walk out with those tag titles? I have to go Street Profits. Yeah, I think I'd go Street Profits too. It's hard to tell what they're doing with this Angel Garza on story. I don't trust story. it. I don't trust because it. Because one week it seems like they're going to break up, and then one week they beat the Viking Raiders and they're back on the same page. It's yeah. really hard to tell. They've really fumbled the Zelina Vega stuff as of late, have they not? Like, it seemed like they, they brought on Austin Theory, and then it was kind of like, well, hey, they're all getting beat up by Drew. And then from there it was just kind of like the downfall. And I, I'm kind of disappointed because... Um, I like managers. I like stables. I thought this was a a stable that at first when they brought up Austin Theory, it was kind of like it doesn't make sense. But with time, I was like, all right, I guess it makes sense, right? Like these are all three guys who are just ridiculously good workers uh, who are jerks, you know? Yeah. Um, 
kind of bummed out, but I guess we'll see. By the way, I don't know where Austin Theory went. Yeah, because he's, he's not with sudden, He hasn't Rollins, been with Seth the past few uh, weeks. Yeah, and I haven't read anything about him being one of the people who tested positive. Right, so uh, I don't know where he's been. Uh, Which is crazy, because I, I think he is like, he's like 24. He's really young. I think he's 20, I think he's 22 or 23, because wow. he's about so my younger. age. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he is like, I think that kid... This guy could be like if you really book, booked him long term the right way, sky is a limit, right? Because you could be talking about like a couple year build where he gets to the main title and like it would logically make sense because he could got, be like a Randy Orton, dude. He's got everything. Like I think he's a complete package. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, <laughs> and I I just wanted to say also, um, I think Andrade and Angel Garza, you just kind of have to pull the trigger here soon and break them up. And I think Zelina yeah. should go with Andrade because I think Andrade 100%. needs her more than Angel. Angel's yeah. shown enough charisma that he can survive on his own. Yeah, and Andrade doesn't – he's not uh, well, like, fluent in English, is he? It seems like he's gotten better, but I still I still think Angel's better than yeah, Andrade. Right. So, um, But anyways, let's move on to the matches that are actually official. Let's start with the women because we've been talking about them already. We have Bailey and Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and we have Asuka and Sasha for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. These, you know these stories are going to be inter- intertwined because they involved Bailey and Sasha. So how do you think these title matches play out? Um, I mean, I think it's – you mentioned pulling the trigger. Uh, I think it's time to pull the trigger on Sasha and Bailey as – the the people with all the champions, right, or however you want to put it, they have all the straps. Uh, I just think they're on another level. They've clearly been trusted in many cases to start and close the show, um, and right now breaking them up would be such a big mistake because you know we're in this COVID era, and to be candid, who knows when it's going to end, right? I mean, I know that they want to bring in fans, but we literally have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and if you know we end up in a place where, for instance, if they're canceling college football right it's going to be crazy to think that the wwe would Mm -hmm. would be bringing in fans so i just think for right now you i would ride out this story long for as long as i can like i would especially with no fans being there 100 because they're so good and and a lot of the stuff that they do lends itself to there being no crowd right like a lot of the nuanced screaming and stuff so i think you pull the, the trigger on them you you could even have bailey and sasha cheat to win the title, right? And then it's like, well, Sasha was never a legitimate champion, and that's because Bailey, right? Like Bailey got involved and cheated, and Sasha didn't know about it. So Sasha's like, well, hey, I won the title clean, but she didn't actually do that. So, so you're gonna go with Bailey retains against yep, Nikki, 100%. and Sasha beats Oscar to Let's become the new Raw Women's Champion. Look, a few weeks ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Oh yeah, but here's what I'm gonna say. Say it. A few weeks ago, you said that you would carry out this story till Mania, and I said no, it has to happen at SummerSlam. What after? Seeing the programming of the last few weeks, seeing, one, how good they are together, yeah. and two, that SummerSlam's probably not going to be in front of fans, mm-hmm. I think I, I now agree with you that oh, they shouldn't break them up. Yeah, I gotcha. You're on my side now. I'm on your side you like that. with my heart. You like that. But in my mind, <laughs> I think both titles stay on their respective women. Oh, my so gosh. While, and, you know, maybe I'm less confident in this pick than I would have been a few weeks ago. I, I think Bailey retains the SmackDown Women's title, but I don't think they're going to give Sasha the Raw Women's title. That would be so bad. And they're either, so, they're either going to continue with the breakup story and they're going to do it at SummerSlam, or they're going to do some sort of Sasha and Bailey big time women's tag title match at SummerSlam instead. You think against the Legends? Because they teased on social media that they want to fight Trish and Lita. Yeah, and then the. Uh, Someone was on the bump. Was it the Bella? It was the Bellas. And what did they say? Did they say well, the they same talked thing? about their dream match would, would be, be like a, 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 yeah. a tag against Trish but and they, Lita. And... Aren't they both pregnant? Yeah, they're both like about to get pregnant. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, so no, that sure, wouldn't yeah. happen at SummerSlam. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I would watch. I'd like that Legends match. Would it be for the titles or just like a... I would do it for the titles. I mean, because yeah. I think if you do that match, Sasha and Bailey should win. They should win, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Um, you got to put them over. I'd and, like and that. Kyrie Sane on Raw Talk apparently teased that she wants a match with Asuka after Sasha. Okay, so yeah. you could go the route of doing at SummerSlam Asuka and Kyrie for the Raw Women's Title, and maybe what you know, there's there's so many rumors on if Kyrie's leaving and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought she was heading back to Japan to be with her husband, right? That that's the rumor. Yeah, um, so you could go that route with SummerSlam, and then either have Bailey defend the SmackDown Women's Title against somebody else, or do like I said, a huge women's tag title match. But I just I don't think they're going to give all the belts to them, and I don't necessarily think they have to. 
But I'm with you in terms of I don't. If there's going to be no fans at SummerSlam, I don't know if you should keep do it going, up. man. Like yeah. I would just keep it going as long as it doesn't feel stale, which it doesn't right now. No, I say ride it out as long as you and, can. And now you have Shayna Baszler coming back into the fold. You can right? do Oscar and Shayna. Sh- yeah, sh- um, or you could do Shayna and Sasha. Right, you could do Bianca Belair and and Sasha. You could have you know Liv Morgan. You could do Peyton Royce. Like I think that they're. It would just bring you something different that would give you newer, fresher uh, matchups as opposed to Asuka, which I think we've seen her wrestle a lot of people. I'm going to say this right now. If they could play the card... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right. Like, I think they've done this Bailey and Sasha thing perfectly. If they can lay their cards right and somehow extend this, this to Mania, and Sasha and Bailey could find a way to not be stale, they could main event. I know. They could main event WrestleMania. It would be one of the best matches ever if they got 30 minutes in the main event of Mania. Because. Come on. Because two years ago when the women main evented for the first time, part of the story was that it was history. But that story also felt like it kind of deserved to be the main event. Right. This story feels like if if they could continue to tell it right. And I know we're sitting here in July and Mania wouldn't be until April. So that's asking a lot. Right. They, They have the star power. They have the right story. And they have the wrestling ability. Easily. To main event WrestleMania. Yeah, no doubt. So, we'll see. What whenever they implode, whatever show they decide to have that match at, it's going to be huge. They should be the main event. Yeah, that's just and it should be on the biggest stage. Yeah, of them all. Um, let's talk about that new U.S. Championship. Apollo Cruz is set to defend the U.S. title against MVP at Extreme Rules, and a couple weeks ago, MVP he. unveiled a new United States championship yeah. that he's currently carrying, even though he's not the United States champion. And it, it came out to some mixed reviews. I personally like it a lot better than the orig- than the one we had. Yeah. I think uh, it looks it looks like a nicer championship. Yeah. Is is it the most beautiful title in the world? No. But I think it looks nice and I think it looks cool. And I complained when they replaced the IC title because I thought that belt looked great. I was never like in love with the United States Championship how it looked. So personally, I really, I really dig it. I don't know about you. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it, we agreed it was very weird that they changed the IC title when no one was asking for that, and everyone was asking for the U.S. title to be changed. Um, I think we'll, with time, view that old U.S. title as a nice title, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't really that bad. No, it wasn't ugly or anything. Um, but obviously, I think that this is a major upgrade, right? Like, there's there's no way to dispute that, in my opinion. I think it is a good-looking belt, um, and I think that, again, it was just so needed that just about anything is going to look better, right? Um, so I don't know. People, you know, they wanted to kill it, but I, I thought it was a nice-looking belt. Well, people always want to complain about something. Yeah, true, so. true. As far as his match goes, though, it's Apollo Crews. I don't think they're giving the title to MVP. No. I think this is just another match to build up Apollo Crews as the United States champion. And it wouldn't make sense with him managing Bobby, right? Right, yeah, I agree. Uh, To have Bobby not have a title, but your manager has a title. I just just don't know where the story goes after this. Is is this just a one-off? Because now, you know, I talked about, you know, Bobby could maybe fight Brock at, at, at SummerSlam. But now there's rumors that since there's going to be no fans at SummerSlam, they're probably not going to bring Brock back for SummerSlam. I really have no idea what direction we're going to go for SummerSlam. Yeah. Actually, I kind of do, but for a different match. But we'll come out to that in a second. As far as the U.S. title goes, I don't think so. But you you agree, Apollo Crews retains at Extreme Rules. Yeah. yeah. Unless this is a long-term build to MVP and Bobby splitting up, uh, I, I can't see MVP winning. So I'd have to go Apollo. Yeah. Let's talk about Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. They're going to have a bar fight yeah. to conclude their feud. I think it's going to conclude their feud. I hope so. And um, oh my it's going to be Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I mean, this whole feud, you can't have a feud where Sheamus is just degrading Jeff Hardy about all of his oh my God. DUIs and his struggles with alcoholism and then let Sheamus win. He won at Backlash to continue this feud. I but. can't wait till we do an end of uh, year review pod so I can make this one of the worst storylines. Story I just, I just like... 
it's just not appropriate and it hasn't even been handled well in my opinion right with the nuances of the situation and so i just I'd, I'd like it to end because i think that these are two guys who could do better right they could both be involved in better storylines yeah i think i've kind of i've kind of soured on it a little bit too yeah. so i'm happy for it to wrap up on sunday and uh, for Jeff Hardy to get that win, and we'll we'll see where both men go. There's rumors going around though that Jeff's going to leave soon. So yeah, I mean, listen, man, his brother is in AEW. He has the creative freedom. I think Jeff probably looks at you know this is the last stretch of his career, um, and is he's probably going to leave. Right? I I wouldn't be shocked. But I think WWE they might do the thing where they add on to your contract because he was out for a while. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. As far as that goes, yeah, we'll see. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler are having a WWE title match with uh, the stipulation. We don't know what it is. Dolph gets to choose it. It's interesting that Dolph isn't going to reveal it. I'm t- I've been trying to rack my brains of like what he's going to pick. We don't have an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules yet. To me, this would have been the logical choice to make the Extreme Rules match. It isn't. I don't think if it was going to be, Dolph would have waited this long to say it. Yeah. Could the match be something like, oh... Drew can't. It's a no claymore match where Drew can't use the claymore. It's it's going to be a stipulation that lends itself to Dolph having the advantage. Right. I think it's going. It's either going to be a special guest referee stipulation okay. where he brings in um, either Heath Slater or Jinder Mahal. Right. Uh, just because it seems like he's been trying to get in his head that way okay. and has been really focused on the past. Right. The idea of the people around Drew that Drew has sort of forgotten about or whatever, um, or it's going to be something out of left field that like you and I wouldn't have been able to predict it sure, slash yeah. something new, right? It could have something to do with the horror show. As you're saying, I mean, it, it, it's pretty crazy to think if this is just like a last man standing match that we waited this long or, you know, falls count anywhere. Um, that seems unrealistic. So I, I do think it's going to be something fun, I hope. I think these two guys... Uh, much like Seth and Drew wrestle the WWE style really well, yeah. uh, so they'll have a really good match, and we'll see where what happens. But I I don't care what stipulation Dolph picks, I think Drew is going to retain. Yeah, there's no way Drew loses. That'd be nuts. And um, with that being said, I'm now pretty convinced we're going to get Drew and Randy at um, SummerSlam because Randy has been feuding with the Big Show a little bit. They have a match next week on Raw. Randy's obviously going to beat the Big Show because of how they're building him up. And if if they're not revisiting Drew and Bobby and they're not bringing Brock back for SummerSlam, it kind of feels like Drew and Randy is the only big match they could really go with. I hope so because I think the the I've liked Drew's run a lot, but I think the major complaint that you could, you know, create if you wanted to find one would be that he hasn't really like beaten someone super significant since Brock, right? Like I mean, he, he beat Seth true but after that i mean it's like you know when you think about someone having a good title run after they win it they have to defend it against people who are significant right like top card guys yeah bobby great match but like not a top card guy just yet you look at dolph (laughs) nowhere near top of the card yeah um seth sure right i'll definitely give you that one but i think if he goes in and and beats randy Amen. That solidifies your run as something that I think is legitimately impressive. Especially how they're booking Randy right now. Yeah, he's yeah. unstoppable. Um, so who knows? Maybe next week when we're talking about the podcast, we'll have had the Raw after Extreme Rules. Maybe we'll be talking about their build into that match. Yeah. Or maybe we'll be sitting here going, they completely did something out of left field because I did not predict them doing Drew and Dolph at I, Extreme Rules. I so. wouldn't mind a KO McIntyre feud down the line, too. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But that's a babyface battle. So Yeah. Let's um you're going yeah but you're going with Drew. I you got to be Drew. Yeah, no question. Let's talk about the two matches with the horror show stipulations, right? <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins have had this feud and they're not having like an extreme rules match that I thought they might have or a steel cage match or something. Nope. They're doing something called an eye for an eye match. I where the only way to win apparently is to extract your opponent's eye from their head. Yes, and the the rumors abuzz are that there's going to be a CGI sequence where an eye is removed uh, from the head. That's what the the dirt sheets are saying. Which I'd... you would have to you would have to expect. It's either going to be that or kind of like a cheesy 
way to be done because i mean the stipulation is a stipulation it seems like this is going to be a cinematic match right if yeah, i had to guess I, I just i i don't like the stipulation at all yeah it's uh, one thing <laughs> i don't know it's one thing if you do a style match like we're gonna get to in a second with the type of character bray Wyatt is but with seth yep. rollins and ray mysterio who are basically just wrestlers i don't like it at all i i the only reason they're doing this is because of the stupid horror show theme they put on this stupid pay-per-view and it's yeah. so stupid and i it's, hate how stupid it it's is. weird because uh, i didn't think about it until he brought it up but jericho tweeted how i guess before they had an eye for an eye match on dynamite when moxley had that eye patch mm. uh and santana i think it was had an eye patch and it was an eye for an eye match um so i thought it was funny because i mean we've talked about the idea of counter programming and going back and forth so uh, I don't think it's a bad thing, right? Like, let me make it clear. Even though that's kind of a silly stipulation, I, I like that you have both these companies who are like, hey, we'll trade back and f- so we can see the different versions, right? We'll see the WWE version, mm-hmm. um, which I'm hoping, hey, man, even if it's like a CGI silly thing, uh, I'll, I'm here for it, right? Okay. We've talked about them taking swings. You're going to hit home runs sometimes. You're going to miss. Even if they miss, I think it could be entertaining even if it's entertaining and kind of like what did i just i guess i gotta see what the match is itself yeah because right now i'm picturing them in the ring having a match and at some point one guy just plucking his eye out right it's one thing when you have a cinematic match like the boneyard where the whole thing is just out of out of left field but if you're having like a regular match which is a super weird ending that might take me out of it a little bit Uh, who do you you think's getting their eye pulled out yeah so this is a good question i it has to be seth rollins See, that's what I was thinking, Man, because if you do it to Ray, I, I don't know what... Because he already is missing an eye, or is, he's already hurt, right? Or, He'll be blind. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so, right? So, it's like if, if he goes away for a while, are you... like? I think that's too soon for Dominic to be doing anything significant without Ray by his side, right? Yeah. And it seems like... It seems like they're interested in Dominic. I don't know what kind of future have, but... The WWE seems pretty interested in Dominic, at least enough to have him a part of a television, even if it's behind Ray. I mean, he's pretty young, right, to entrust him with yeah. TV time like that. So I wonder if they're looking at him as like, hey, we're going to, you know, home grow this kid. Uh, and if that's the case, it seems like – also, like, if you look at Seth right now in terms of his gimmick's appearance, you see it with an eye patch, right? Like, it's not out of left field. Yeah, I you know? think it should be Seth Yeah, that gets it out, but at the same time – then it's hard. I try not to pay too much attention to rumors, but there's rumors that like Ray's not sticking around and that his contract, he's currently like wrestling for WWE, but he's not under contract. I don't, I don't know what to believe. I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Seth, Ray Mysterio gets his comeuppance and, and takes Seth's eye out. And then Seth gets to be an even more cartoony type villain with an eye patch. I love it. And, um, what I think is going to be the main event of (laughs) horror show extreme rules is the swamp fight between oh, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Now, here's the thing. It's Bray Wyatt, like old Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like old school Bray Wyatt against Braun Strowman. It's going to be a cinematic match. At first, I was like, okay, are they doing this because they're going to let Braun win again to set up a match against The Fiend, like the only version of Bray he hasn't faced? But they made this match non-title, which I feel like opens the door for Bray to win. Yeah, so I would have to venture to guess this is going to be a way for Bray to win and then sucker in Braun Strowman to fighting The Fiend, right? Because that seems to be the natural build is they're going to eventually have The Fiend beat Braun Strowman. I I mean, that seems to be the direction they're headed in. It does seem to be. So I'd have to imagine this is going to be... Because the entire Bray promos you know, have been centered around the idea of like, I'm in your head, Braun. Like, even if you don't want to admit it, I'm in your head because I know you and we have this history and we have this past. So it would make sense to think that this is a situation where he could pull the strings and goad Strowman into, after losing in the Swamp match, to agreeing to a match against The Fiend, right? I think you're right. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Bray to win as well. Uh, Fantasy booking, this would be kind of fun in my mind, is um, uh, maybe like Braun being laid out by Bray and then Otis coming out of the trees of the referee and cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase on Braun. I'd love it. Because until the end of time, until this feud is over, I'm going to tell you I don't want the title to go back to The Fiend. Yeah. So unless they're going to have Braun beat The Fiend at SummerSlam, I don't I don't want to see him win. I want to see Otis just take the briefcase and 
you know, cash it in and get the title out Totally. Of so yeah. we'll have to see. It's, pro- it's probably not going to happen. That's just a boy dreaming. <laughs> but it would be one of the most unique cash-ins in history if they wanted to go that way. In horror show history. Yeah. I, we haven't seen Otis in a while. Yeah, it feels like almost like a month. It's weird. So I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I think that covers Extreme Rules. So we'll be here next week. We'll break down the horror show at Extreme Rules. We'll talk about what worked, what didn't work. What um, out-of-nowhere decisions the WWE choose to make, because they always seem to do that. Right. Something we weren't expecting. Of course. And we'll be on the road to uh, SummerSlam. So join us next week on the main event. And those of you that joined us this week, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.